Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the church behind the program, how to contact us, and to learn more about the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5, verses 22 through 24, called The Fruit of the Spirit. If we're going to come into a season of fruitfulness, brethren, let us love the way God loves. You see, the fruits I'm talking about, the fruits that the Bible's laying before us are not the things that the average person can just produce. You love me, I'll love you back. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. We've been called to love one another and to love just as I loved you, John 13, 34, 35. So you should love one another. And again, he shares that in the upper room discourse right after the foot washing, right before he's gonna die for them. And some of you take a deep gasp right now and say, impossible, amen, I feel you. This sort of love in and of myself, I can't do it. I can't produce it but Christ living through me. If I've been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, Galatians 2.20, but Christ who lives in me and through me, now this fruit comes. Example, our author. He hated the church. He was on a mission to destroy God's people. He got the letters from the chief priests on his way, uh, doing his share of damage, voting against Stephen so that he might die. And what does the man do later in his life? He gets beat up in Jerusalem by his own people. The Roman soldiers have to take him up some stairs just to keep him from being killed. And he asks, can I speak to the people? And he begins to share his story. After he's been brutalized by the mob, he begins to share the story. And he says, I was just like you. I made it my mission to destroy this movement. But I was on the road to Damascus and a bright light shone. And you know the story. I got knocked off my high horse. I heard a voice and it was the voice of Jesus. And he commissioned me to bear fruit. What if Saul would have died without that conversion? What would the fruit of his life had been? Think about if Christ didn't intervene in your life, if you hadn't seen the light, so to speak, if you hadn't been converted to the faith. Now you could say, well, I could have still lived a good, fruitful, positive life in one sense. Maybe so. Maybe, maybe you could produce some, some things, but you never would produce things that have eternal value. You can't. Because apart from Christ, you can do nothing. This is what the fruit of the Spirit is about. It's about the life of God using an individual as broken as we can be, as sinful as we can be, as fickle as we can be, planting us as oaks of righteousness and saying, now you are going to bear fruit unto me. It's not going to be about you and your kingdom anymore. It's not going to be about you and your flesh anymore. It's going to be about me and my kingdom. It's amazing what God can do through a life. Love is the key. Love, or let's put it this way, joy, and this was uh, shared by um, a pastor of days gone by. He said, joy is love singing. Peace is love resting. Patience is love enduring. Kindness is love's touch. This is Donald Gray Barnhouse. Goodness is love's character. Faithfulness is love's habit. Gentleness is love's self-forgetfulness. And self-control is love holding the reins. Each of these fruits was seen in the life of Jesus Christ. 
He was the most loving person that ever lived, the most joyful person that ever lived. He had the oil of gladness above his companions. I think Jesus was fun to be around. Now, I don't have a bunch of verses that I can point to on that, but but the book of Hebrews says that he had the oil of joy or the oil of gladness. He has made me glad. I read a story about Johnny Erickson Tata, who's a quadriplegic, and she has touched so many lives around the world, and she's been battling cancer of late as well. And Johnny was in a restroom, and there were several ladies there, and the ladies looked at Johnny in her wheelchair. They're all you know, uh, it was kind of in between a session at a conference and they said, Johnny, we don't know how you do it. How you always have this wonderful smile and the joy of the Lord with everything that you go through. And she was honest with those women in that restroom. And she said, you know, let me tell you about what I go through every day. My husband gets up and leaves at six in the morning. At seven in the morning, I anticipate a knock at the door where a friend comes and bathes me and brushes my teeth and does pretty much everything for me, feeds me. And she said, and every day when this happens, I wake up in the morning and I say to the Lord, Lord, I can't do this one more day. I can't do it. But you can. And she says she begins to pray that the Lord would give her his smile, his joy. And she says when that door opens and that friend comes in, the smile that she has to give away is only a smile that she first received from heaven. This is how the fruit works. Look, we all get disappointed with ourselves. We all sometimes look at ourselves and say, oh, wretched man that I am, right? We all get to points where we get exhausted with the battle and we sometimes want to give up on ourselves because our flesh can be so subtle and wicked and all the stuff that we wrestle with. And so we have to ask God, remember, this is not going to come from yourself and And it's not going to come from trying to be a religious person. That's not how this works. If the joy of the Lord is going to be evident in your life as a fruit, if the joy of the Lord is going to be your strength, and joy speaks of cheerfulness and delight, calm delight, you could say. If you're going to know his joy, not a manufactured love, not a manufactured joy, but the joy of the Lord, it's going to be because you're abiding. It's going to be because heaven gave you its smile, its love, its joy. You with me? It's going to be because the flesh was crucified that morning. You need to die. And I've been crucified with Christ. And then the fruits were uh, put on, so to speak, as you were clothed with the armor of God and with the presence of God. And you sought the face of God. This is how the fruits come. They come by surrender. They come by crucifying the flesh. They come by putting on the new man. They come by getting into the things of God. They come by abiding in Christ and saying, Lord, I want to walk with you every moment of every day. And sure, I have my moments just like you do where I fail and fall on my face, try to do it on my own and learn again and again and again that if I'm going to have love and joy, it's got to come from the Lord. Now I'm going to move rapidly through uh, the rest of the fruits, the fruit of the Spirit, number three, is peace. Irene is the a Greek word. The Hebrew word is shalom. And God is the God of peace, and he gives peace. In the ancient world, peace was thought of by the Stoics as a quiet mind that you were able to achieve in your strong independence. But that's not what the Bible teaches about peace. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. The world's peace is dependent upon circumstances. The world's joy is often synonymous with happiness. Circumstantial, that's not what Jesus gives. He gives joy and peace 
despite what we're going through circumstantially. He can give a supernatural peace that comes from heaven down to us, a peace that passes understanding, a peace that destroys our chaos, a peace that guards our hearts and minds. This is what he gives. The peace of Christ ruling in our hearts. My peace I give to you. My peace I leave to you. Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in shalom, shalom, in peace, peace, perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. This is how it works. The mind focused on God begins to produce the peace of God. The fruit of the Spirit, number four, is patience. Are you a patient person? God is patient. He's so patient with us. He's put off the return of Christ because he's patient, not willing that any perish, but all come to repentance. I struggle sometimes with patience. When I'm walking in the Spirit, I really don't. But when I'm walking in the flesh, grocery lines, traffic, I'm with you, man. It's easy to get in the flesh and lose patience, but the Lord is patient. And when we show patience, you know, love is patient, love is kind, 1 Corinthians 13, 4. It becomes a message to the world. When we are long-suffering, it is love enduring. Love is the key. The fifth fruit of the Spirit is kindness. Are you a kind person? Would people say you're a kind woman, a kind man? Kindness is expressed in God's giving of his Son, when the kindness of our God and Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, Titus 3, 4. God's loving kindness, the psalmist says, is better than life. Are you kind? Do you go around trying to be kind? You know, kindness often opens the door to the gospel. Love is patient and love is kind. We put on kindness, Colossians 3, 12. We're to be kind to one another, uh, Ephesians four thirty two. Clement of Rome wrote an epistle to the Corinthians uh, church in which he is quoted as saying of Jesus that uh, the same Greek verb as you are kind, so you will be shown kindness. Ten rules for getting rid of the blues. Someone wrote, go out and do something for someone else and repeat it nine times. See, if you want to get rid of the blues, go out and be kind to somebody else. The fruit of the Spirit, sixth fruit, is goodness. What does it mean to be good? Goodness speaks of moral beauty. When, a, when someone's a good man or a good woman, it's because they're filled with moral beauty, goodness. Jesus went around, Acts 10, 38, doing good. In previous pandemics, and we'll talk a little bit about this tonight, the church, even at risk of its own health, went around doing good. Moral beauty shines that they might see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven, Matthew 5, 16. Let's be good to people, good to others, good to the household of God, but good to our neighbors. Goodness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. We can be full of goodness. Fruit number seven is faithfulness. Faithfulness is the Greek word pistis, and it's the word for faith, but God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we're able. Faithfulness speaks of loyalty and trustworthiness. When you're walking in the fruits of the Spirit, you will be considered faithful, trustworthy, a man, a woman of your word. And then we have the fruit of gentleness in verse uh, 23. Notice you have uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness in verse 23. Gentleness is another word for meekness. Jesus was gentle and lowly in spirit. He was power under control. That's the Greek word prautes or prautes. And it speaks of mildness. It speaks of having power, but holding it in check with humility. And then that final fruit is self-control. God, uh, Jesus on the cross, 
showed self-control when he could have, you know, toasted the landscape, but he endured the cross for the joy set before him. Self-control is the fruit of the Spirit. It means to restrain passions and appetites, to restrain your lips from repaying evil for evil. You get the point. If you're out of control, you're not walking in the Spirit. But if you have self-control, that's a fruit of the Spirit. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Our mission is to equip you with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we hope to give you the tools to easily explain the Christian faith to your friends and family, and to see how scripture applies to today's issues, trends, and cultures. Your $5 donations have helped us broadcast on the station you're listening to now and the podcast app you're using too. To be honest, we're actually broadcasting on less stations these days, but we hope to change that. We need more monthly partners to help us grow and move forward in our mission. Can you become a $10 a month partner? We're looking to the future and knowing you'll be there with us when the time comes to grow is reassuring. Please become a $10 a month partner today. Visit walkintruth.com and click on donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on donate. Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. The fruit of the Spirit, sixth fruit, is goodness. What does it mean to be good? Goodness speaks of moral beauty. When, a, when someone's a good man or a good woman, it's because they're filled with moral beauty, goodness. Jesus went around, Acts 10, 38, doing good. In previous pandemics, and we'll talk a little bit about this tonight, the church, even at risk of its own health, went around doing good. Moral beauty shines that they might see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven, Matthew 5, 16. Let's be good to people, good to others, good to the household of God, but good to our neighbors. Goodness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. We can be full of goodness. Fruit number seven is faithfulness. Faithfulness is the Greek word pistis, and it's the word for faith, but God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we're able. Faithfulness speaks of loyalty and trustworthiness. When you're walking in the fruits of the Spirit, you will be considered faithful, trustworthy, a man, a woman of your word. And then we have the fruit of gentleness in verse uh, 23. Notice you have uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness in verse 23. Gentleness is another word for meekness. Jesus was gentle and lowly in spirit. He was power under control. That's the Greek word prautes or prautes. And it speaks of mildness. It speaks of having power, but holding it in check with humility. And then that final fruit is self-control. God, uh, Jesus on the cross showed self-control when he could have, you know, toasted the landscape, but he endured the cross for the joy set before him. 
Self-control is the fruit of the Spirit. It means to restrain passions and appetites, to restrain your lips from repaying evil for evil. You get the point. If you're out of control, you're not walking in the Spirit. But if you have self-control, that's a fruit of the Spirit. Now, these nine fruits are a bouquet. They're a beautiful bouquet, aren't they? They're representative of other fruits that we could talk about. And they are commensurate. They are in keeping with a life planted in the Lord, abiding in the Lord Jesus Christ. And against such things, verse 23, there is no law. You don't have to worry about a person like this with the law because the Spirit produces fruit that the law cannot create. Remember, the law can't uh, produce this in me. It's the Holy Spirit who allows me to love like this, to have joy like this, etc. And you don't have to worry about the law with people like this because people like this are really going beyond the law. They do what they do because they want to love as God loves. They want to have joy as God has joy. They want to have self-control. They want to be kind as God is kind. They go above and beyond. Therefore, you don't have to worry about these people. You don't have to quote the law to them. They're fulfilling the law. Amen? So there's no law against things like these. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus, and I pray that is you and me, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Each day, each morning, and you know moments that go on from there, we have to realize who we are. We belong to Christ. He is mine and I am his. He is my beloved and I am his. And therefore I crucify the things of the flesh so that I can magnify the things of the spirit. Verse 25, if we live by the spirit, let us walk by the spirit. Since we live by the spirit, 25, let us keep in step with the spirit, NIV. If the spirit is the source of our life, NEB, New English Bible, let the spirit also direct our course. Brethren, we're going to end right here, but let me just tell you that this indicates that the Spirit wants to lead. If you live by the Spirit, look at verse 25, let us walk by the Spirit. Let us, NIV, keep in step with the Spirit. The idea of the word here is that we have to keep pace with or follow in the footsteps with the Spirit. The Spirit wants to lead, we follow. The Spirit prompts, we act. The Spirit says, go this way, don't go that way, do this, and we keep in step with Him. We stay on course with Him. Holy Spirit, lead me. We sing songs like, Holy Spirit, rain down. Lord, have your way. Lead me. Lead my feet where you want them to go. Direct my course. The, we, the word for walk or to keep in step with is the idea of standing in a row. Stoikeo is the Greek word. It's used elsewhere to walk in the footsteps of another, Romans 4.12. To be in line with, to keep in step with. Paul is asking those who claim to live by the Spirit to evidence the fact by a lifestyle controlled by the Spirit. Here's the human side of the equation. The Spirit leads, we follow. He sets the course, we walk in it. He says, this is the way, go that way. And we listen and we follow. This is what it means to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for this fruit of the Spirit, which is generated from the life of the Spirit found in the uh, lives of believers who have been born again of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gift of your Spirit who teaches us, guides us, empowers us, uh, convicts us. Your precious Holy Spirit is in our lives. And we're grateful for the empowering and the gifting of the Holy Spirit, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And we want to manifest that fruit as a body, Lord. We want to come into a new season of fruitfulness out of this time of pandemic and difficulty into another season of fruitfulness. May our lives be more fruitful than they've been before, Lord. 
Thank you for giving us unexpected fruit in this season. And I pray that we would all blossom as a church as we look ahead, as we look at uh, a new season ahead where people will come back uh, into churches and, and new faces will come that have received you during this season of pandemic. And the tree will blossom unto your glory, the planting of the Lord. Ah, like the, and I pray it'll be like the Garden of Eden, Lord. It, it will just be so fruitful that it will just be a delight to all of us. I want to ask you to keep your head and heart bowed. And if you're not a Christian, this is your time. You can't generate what's been talked about this morning, no matter how good of a person you may be on your own. You need the power of God. And you need to understand that your sin has separated you from God. But God took radical measures in his great love with which he loved us. He sent his son. His kindness appeared on the planet. And Jesus died on the cross. He laid aside the prerogatives of deity for a season. He humbled himself. He died in our place. He rose from the dead and he's come to give you life. You've got to ask him into your life. You've got to ask him to be your king, your Lord, your savior. And he'll give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. He'll cause you to be born again to a living hope. No one can ever take it away from you. And he'll make you a fruitful person. And that fruit will go on beyond this life, not just about this life. It will go on. And you'll even have fruit in eternity. You'll have rewards based upon the fruit that God allowed you to generate in your life by his gifts. What a awesome God we serve. Would you surrender your life? Maybe you're a person who walked away. You've had a long season of barrenness. You're a prodigal. And you say, man, I want to come home right now. I want to be fruitful again for God's kingdom. I don't want rotten fruit in my life or barrenness. Then come home. Ask him back into your life. And if you're not a Christian, something like this, Lord Jesus, save me. Thank you that you so love me that you died on that cross. I turn from my sin. And I place my trust and hope in you. Be my Lord, be my King, be my God, be my Savior. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to The Fruit of the Spirit, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5, verses 22 through 24. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program or Part 1 or 2, you can listen to Pastor Michael's teaching on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, just an FYI, Pastor Michael is the Senior Pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California, and you're invited to attend our Wednesday night and Sunday morning services in person or live streamed on YouTube. Join Pastor Michael in the Living Truth Christian Fellowship family in worship and an in-depth teaching in the Bible. You can find Living Truth Christian Fellowship on YouTube and by going to walkintruth.com. Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team would love it if you joined us. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a word. Well, I pray that as you have been listening to the fruit of the Spirit, even though it's very familiar to all of us who grew up in Sunday school or been a Christian for a while, you know, the most familiar passages are the ones that we sometimes take for granted or skip over. Oh, how we need the fruit of the Holy Spirit. What a beautiful life uh, it is when the fruits are manifest. Goodness and kindness and love and joy and peace and patience and self-control. Man, these are, these are the aspects of a beautiful life, a life well-lived. They are the signs that the Holy Spirit has control of your life. And it's an awesome thing when that happens. And so tomorrow, we're going to get into how we manifest that preeminent fruit of love when we reach out to others who have fallen or under a heavy weight of sin 
And as we move into Galatians 6, we'll be talking about bearing one another's burdens. That's tomorrow right here on Walk in Truth. Now, if you're new to us, the great church behind Walk in Truth is called Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. It's where I serve as senior pastor. It's a great church. We have a great time of worship and fellowship. We meet Wednesdays and Sundays. I'm going to tell you about Wednesday. If you'd like to come out and join us, Wednesdays happen at 7 p.m. Right now we're doing a series in the book of Psalms. It's called Medicine for the Soul. We're doing uh, many selective Psalms right now in the Shepherd Psalms, Psalms 22, 23, and 24, all about our good shepherd, all about the one who died for us, who guides us, the King of glory. And if you'd like to join us in person, we're right off the 91 freeway and Lincoln Avenue at 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona. Now you can get information and directions when you go to walkintruth.com and click on the church tab. That's walkintruth.com. If you can't physically join us, join us via live stream. We do live stream the Wednesday night service at 7 p.m. Search for Living Truth Christian Fellowship on YouTube or you get to, to the channel at walkintruth.com clicking on the church tab. This is Pastor Michael. We'll be back tomorrow with Bear One Another's Burdens. We'll see you then. God bless. And one more thing. Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $10 donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free events about issues our society is facing today to equip you as a believer. Please give your donation at walkintruth.com. Now, come back tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5 and 6 about how to bear one another's burdens. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.